You guys, this is Ariana Evans, and you are listening to I See You Mama. And this week I talked again with my friend Jen McCarter, who, if you did not hear her episode, um, episode five of this podcast, um, you missed out because it was hilarious and fun. And we talked about how um, she got into yoga and how uh, we talked about how she does uh, these mother-daughter retreats and just really enjoyed talking with her. So if you haven't listened to episode five, go back and listen to episode five. I mean, not right now. I'm not the boss of you. I'm not telling you what to do, but um, you could go back to listen to episode five and uh, just, you know, here's some good stuff. But this is episode seven, and um, I recorded it at the same time as I recorded episode five with Jen, and so uh, (laughs) I'm still learning the ropes over here. So if you guys... Notice something that's weird on the podcast. Um, in the earlier episodes, everything's really quiet. And I <laughs> finally went over and had a friend sort of like walk me through uh, GarageBand just because I was like, I cannot get this louder. And my mics are feeding back and I'm having a mess. So um, uh, if, in case you thought I was some sort of professional, <laughs> no, <laughs> I am not a professional. Um, but, uh, I would like to do a shout out to all of you who have been downloading and, um, gosh, you guys, this is really fun. (laughs) I, uh, didn't think that people would really care, um, what a bunch of moms in Nashville have to say about life and the universe and kids and all that junk, but you do. Which is really nice to know that um, I think parenting is sort of a universal, well, I won't say universal, first world, maybe. I think there, culturally there's a lot of difference, but I think at the heart of it is a whole lot of parents trying to love and raise and um, discipline and sort through, man, a lot of stuff. So... Um, this episode is not meant to stress you out in any way. I don't want to stress you out <laughs> and say, oh, great, another thing to worry about. But for educational purposes, like someone like me who had never thought of what the symptoms of type 1 diabetes would even look like, um, this is really helpful information. Um, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to jump right in. Well, one more thing before we um, jump right in. Um, I... Really would love to hear from you guys. Um, I hear a lot of feedback in person, but um, I think that this uh, this podcast is going further than I think in terms of people downloading and listening, like, from what I can tell. And I would just love to hear back from you. Like, leave me a comment on Facebook. Uh, send me an email. Um, that's I see you mama at gmail.com. No, I see you, Mama Podcast at gmail.com. And um, on the Facebook page, if you just search for I see you, Mama, pot, the podcast, you'll find me. And um, it's that yellow icon with the glasses that I will never, ever, ever forget. My daughter telling me now looks like the glasses have a mustache. So uh, <laughs> now you'll never forget either. So 
leave me a note. And um, I would love to hear back from you. So, uh, without any further ado, we'll jump right in. Okay, I'd love to hear about the myths. Oh, you're going to love to hear about these myths. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hi, I'm Ariana Evans, and welcome to I See You Mama, the podcast where we talk to other moms, and we talk about what we're passionate about, we talk about our kids, we talk about the hard things, we talk about the good things, and we have really great conversations. And once again, my guest is Jen McCarter, who was on the last episode, um, talking about her yoga practice and her yoga retreats, but this time she wants to talk about um, type 1. She has a son with a type 1, and um, we're going to dive right in and talk about that, what it's like to have a kid with type 1, what, like, just how it all began, and um, her story. So, Jen, Hi. welcome. Hello. Thanks again Hello there. for being on the show. <laughs> Thank and you for having me. And it's super fun because we record this in one day, so it's like, pause, new topic, okay, and go. So, <laughs> they don't know that. They can't. Today, it's next week to you. I'm going to talk about aliens now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, mm. my theory. Your theory. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but thank it, you for having me. This welcome. is such a good platform. I'm glad you're, you're doing this. You're welcome. So how how would you even know that an in? I mean, he was almost an infant. Mm-hmm. But he and had he had it for like a while, or did it pop up? Okay, so. Charlie was diagnosed at... Duncan. Du- I'm sorry. Charlie is your okay. husband. Charlie My is. bad. He's got other issues that. we will <laughs> talk about. <laughs> so Duncan was diagnosed at what age? 16 months old. Okay. And um, it was interesting because there is no history. We have no history in either side type of one. type 1. And this has typically been um, something, you know, that's passed down. Yeah. Um so Duncan was 16 months old. I remember it was a Monday and he hadn't pooped all weekend. Oh. I can say things like pooped, right? You totally can. I can say anything. Okay. I mean, my mama told me not to cuss cuz then I'd have to mark it as explicit, but Oh, okay. I, won't I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry mama. We might say some bad words. Sorry, Mama. I'll keep it to poop. Um, so I called the doctor on Monday and spoke to the nurse. And she said, just up his liquids, you know, juices, which he didn't drink. He only drank milk and water. And I had just stopped breastfeeding him at 15 months old. Okay. So even milk, we were having a hard time getting him to drink milk. Uh, so I said, okay. So I upped the water. He still didn't poop on Monday uh, or Tuesday, and his breath was really bad, like really bad. And then Wednesday came around. He still hadn't gone. Thursday, I called back, and I said, we need to get aggressive. Something is off. Something's wrong with him. He's not pooping. Um, And so she, and we were potty training him at the time, too, which he was doing well with, but he started getting weaker. So um, he couldn't make it to the bathroom on time Hmm. um, because his little legs, he was just getting weak. Anyway, so she said, okay, the nurse said, okay, give him some Miralax. Gave him Miralax on Friday. He still didn't go to the bathroom. Woke up Saturday morning, chugged his milk, which was rare, and then puked everywhere. Oh. And his breathing was very labored, so it was fast, like that kind of breathing that you get when you know you're about to puke and you don't want to mm-hmm. is very deep and very heavy and very fast 
And he sat there, and I said, Charlie, something is wrong with Duncan. So I called the doctor, again spoke to the nurse, and said, he just puked. And she said, well, if he pukes again, bring him in. He didn't puke again for the rest of the day. And I remember breaking down in my kitchen that Saturday night crying, Mm -hmm. saying, something is wrong with my boy. I don't know what it is. And Charlie said, uh, you know, well, let's just see how tomorrow goes. We had plans to go on a date. We were going to go to the Titans game and drop Duncan off with my mom. Woke up in the morning, chugged his milk, puked all over me on my Finnegan Titans jersey. I don't know if you remember Finnegan. <laughs> he was my favorite. He's a little scrappy fella. Um, and so I was. that was it. So I called the doctor's office and I said, we will be your first ones. We are coming. Yeah. Get ready for the McCarters. So yeah. on the way there... I snapped a picture of him, and he just, I hadn't realized how thin and sunken and just scrawny he had become over Mm. the week. And uh, we get to the doctor's office, and I saw Dr. McCundin's associate, Dr. Bales. And we sat there for about 45 minutes. He puked on me two more times, and then she said... I'm going to check his sugar. And I said, okay. It didn't even occur to me. My grandpa's type 2. Very different. And so uh, she checked his sugar. It was off the charts. And she looked at me and she said, can you, uh, Charlie was with me. She said, can you guys go straight to the children's um, ER at Vanderbilt? And we were like, yeah. She said, don't make any stops. Go. So we got in the car, drove straight to Vanderbilt. I got Duncan out of his little car seat, and I ran in, went to the front desk, and I said, Duncan McCarter, you're supposed to have a room ready for us right now. And the lady at the front desk goes, oh. I mean, like, looked at me, crossed her arms, and went, oh. And I was like, get me somebody. No! (laughs) My baby has (laughs) died! I will destroy this hospital. <laughs> so, so she's look at me like that. So a nurse came around from back behind, and she was like, "Right this way." She took me all the way down. I passed all those little, you know, rooms and got to a big room that was the size of your your dining room here. And there were um, eight nurses and doctors around this little table, IVs, mm-hmm. a camera to record his breathing to show oh. that to students, and. Um, yeah, and then it hit me like this is some serious yeah poop. <laughs> this, this is serious. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so anyway, that's when we decided that you know this was not a crutch in life because so many people use their um, upsets and traumas and uh, diseases and things like that as a crutch. You yeah. know, I'm going to lean on this because I don't want to, I don't feel like doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I have my own traumas that I've had to work through and I've smiled through them because I've always had, that's not going to get me down, you know? Yeah. And I felt the same way about Duncan and his diagnosis. So anyway, I mean, it's been, you know, it's been hard at times. We had him on the Dexcom continuous glucose monitor, which was really nice. They have an app on the phone so you get an alert if his blood sugar drops yeah um you can check his blood sugar pretty much any time and it's usually right on but then we decided to put him on the pump um there is the medtronic pump and it has a closed loop system and what that means is his continuous glucose monitor is in his skin it's it's in the interstitial tissue so it reads his blood sugar from that substance okay it talks to his pump So it tells his pump if his sugar is 180, and then the pump will give him a little bump of insulin. 
Okay. So the pump stores the insulin in there, and that's a port in his belly or in the top of his buttock. Buttocks. But. Booty. His hiney. His hiney. His little white hiney. <laughs> um, and so that's been really good. Um, yeah. I've, I've heard some things lately that are very frightening. Like what? Okay. A friend called me the other day and said <clears throat> that somebody, a lady called her, her son has been diagnosed with type 1 and he's having a hard time. He's a teenager. Right. And so my friend said, okay, tell me what's going on. And this lady said, well, he just refuses to take his insulin. And then uh, what I do is I crush up six juniper berries and give that to him and it lowers his blood sugar Uh, with a bunch of water too. uh, She said once my juniper berry bush or tree or whatever starts producing juniper berries, I'm going to take him completely off of insulin. And this is so scary to me because that child is going to die Yeah, if she continues to do this. Um, I've heard so many myths like cinnamon will help lower blood sugar. It's false. I had a waiter at the Gerst house tell me that a sea cucumber and a pomegranate a day would eradicate type 1 from Duncan's system. Oh, good. Thank you. False. You're a waiter. Right. Are you a doctor? No, you're a waiter. Bring me the sauerkraut. Right. And shut up. Put the butter on my schnitzel and leave me alone. That's right. <laughs> Bring me my Venus schnitzel. I mean, it's just like there are a lot of scary myths out there. Yeah. And it's something, I'm glad we're talking about it because if your child has type 1, if you have type 1, insulin. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't um, hurt your nervous system. It doesn't do anything that a lot of these people out there are saying. What it does do is lowers your, lowers your blood sugar, right? Keeps you at a good level, and helps you live. Yes. I mean juniper berries. You make gin out of juniper berries, right? Right. So she's basically I like, I don't know. Get, get let me get some Seagram's gin what? and give it to my type one and see if that lowers his blood. I mean he's gonna die of either. You know, being too high or cirrhosis of the liver. One of the two. Oh, my gosh. It's scary stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's... I get it. Like, they're, you know, the the natural, the naturopath movement is strong. Which I'm all for. Right. Me too. But not when it comes to my baby. Yeah. And... It's like... (laughs) You have a bullet wound? Just put some cinnamon on it. (laughs) It'll be fine. Right. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. We need to... Do some other things besides yes, like just some cabbage leaves on my bullet. <laughs> yes, like nature's nature's band aids. Yeah, are I not mean, going to help me right now. Don't you think that we all would have our kids on juniper berries and cinnamon and pomegranates and right. sea cucumbers if that actually worked? Right. Oh, it's um. Anyway, I mean, type one is very different than type two, which is something right. that a lot of people don't understand. Type one is actually an autoimmune disorder. Right. So type two is where the pancreas is wearing down. It's done a lot of work. It's a tired thing. Right. And uh, type one is where the immune system sees the beta cells that the pancreas creates to break down those sugars, the carbs and such. Um, The immune system sees those beta cells as um, a threat, and so it attacks them and kills them. Yeah. So that's what type 1 is. It's very different. 
<laughs> we had to take a pause. <laughs> I was twirling my hair. You're twirling your hair. You're like a bow Matt, uh, Matt came downstairs and wanted to go to work, and I was like, oh, we're going to take a minute. <laughs> Smooch him goodbye. I, I thought it would be helpful to also talk about some warning signs. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people say, 16 months old, wow, how did you, you know, how did you figure this out? And my my doctors are amazing. Dr. McCundin is our primary um, for Duncan and Lila, and he is the best. I love him very much. Dr. Bales was the one who found out about Duncan's diagnosis, and so and I love her too. I mean, they're all great at Heritage. Yeah. But um, some things that really, you, you know the basics of has to pee a lot, you know, drinking a lot of water. Some things I noticed about Duncan was that constipation. Yeah. He hadn't gone poop all week. And that was That's very a long rare. time. That's a long time. Um, I might die if that happened to me personally. Uh, I go like four times a day. <laughs> all that fiber. <laughs> yeah. And um, his bad breath because he was dehydrated oh, was man. one that really stuck out to me. I think everybody's different. The lady, when we called on Saturday after he puked, she thought he had the flu. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, can you... Can you just check him? Can you just check my child for type 1? Can you just check their sugar? Right. It takes a second. It shouldn't cost anything. It should just be part of a checkup, I think. Yeah. There's so many factors that will jolt. Well, not so many. There are factors that can jolt the body into type 1. And I think for Duncan, there's a theory about milk proteins. And because I had just stopped breastfeeding him at 15 months we were pushing milk on him it was organic and you know grass-fed and all that stuff but still we were pushing this milk on him i think that milk protein did something in his body and type one man yeah that's crazy yeah a stressful event for sure but two, listen to your gut yeah because something told me something was wrong. And had they not... Dr. Bales says that she teaches classes as well. She says that she, every year, to her new student group, will say, listen to the parents. Yeah. Because they know. Something's... This is not my typical... This is not how my kid behaves mm-hmm. or acts or looks or... Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. You see him once every year or six months. I see him every day. Every day. day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's so crazy to think about. Like so, I want to talk about ways that people could support um, research for type one, mm-hmm. for juvenile type one. Um, so you have those facts, and I would I would love for you to share those. Yeah. So um, just jdrf.org. You can go there, and there's a donate button. And JDRF stands for Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Okay. And that's a great way to give. There is a Middle Middle Tennessee chapter, um, and uh, that's who we work with. Charlie's actually on the board with um, the Middle Tennessee chapter. But we have our first upcoming event is the uh, Promise Gala, and it's April the 13th at 6 o'clock. We're holding it in the uh, JW Marriott. Okay. So it's a black tie affair. It's oh, fancy. It, uh, yeah, I see pictures every year. It's so fancy. It is but fancy. I don't have that fancy dress <laughs> anymore. I wear getting, yoga pants. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a friend to make uh, my dress this year. Hopefully <gasps> I need to get back with her. Ooh. 
mean, but there's a cocktail reception, a seated dinner, an auction, musical entertainment. Um, the auction's great. I give every year. I give a Nama Sizzle, which is group yoga for about five people, followed by a brunch, which is really nice. And again, Mama's taking care of people, That's cooking right. for everybody. What did you say a Nama? Nama Sizzle. Oh. <laughs> Like a what? A namaste sizzle. slash sizzle. That's got right. It. Got it. Got it. It's like, <laughs> are we? Is it nom? Cause you're eating nom a sizzle. Namaste. Oh right. Plus sizzle and food. Right. But there's a nom nom nom. Like I'm yeah. eating. Nom, oh yeah. Nom, nom. And there's a nod to Snoop. Yes. Mama loves her '90s rap. <laughs> <laughs> Nama sizzle. Nama sizzle. For shizzle. shizzle. <laughs> We're in the same era. Same era. I got you, girl. I got you, girl. But yeah, so um, that's the thing. And you can you can donate. You can donate to the auction. Yeah. Um, you can purchase tickets. And uh, again, you, if you go to jdrf.org, you can Google uh, Middle Tennessee Chapter Gala. And that'll pull up. Last year... We raised over $1.8 million. In one night? Mm-hmm. Hot dog. I mean, there's some really nice, there are trips, there yeah. are, there's a puppy, a, there's puppy a puppy in the live auction. It's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And you go with, you know, a couple friends and bid on some trips and things. And yeah. It's a great night. And then in September, we have our walk for a cure. And that always happens at Bicentennial. Um, just, you know, Stacy Case is always there. She's yeah. a huge supporter. Um, but we have face painting and b- bouncy houses and balloon animals. And just all these little type ones are running around with their families. And people bring their dogs. Um, and then we walk about a mile, I think. And it's just a good day. It's, yeah. Yeah. We we usually, well, last year we took Ruby, our Boykin Spaniel. We took her and then we went to Von Elrod's for German food. I love German food. You the do? The second time I've talked about it. Yes. <laughs> You're like, gotta have some Gerstaus, which closed. Yes. And then. I'm not surprised. Where's the other one? Well, with their waiters talking about type 1 diabetes. <laughs> They their, clearly didn't know what they were doing. Their waiters go. <laughs> their uh, waiters were going to like. Diagnosing people. <laughs> but they're a medical hobbyist. <laughs> no, there's that Bavarian beer house I want to go to in Opry Ooh, Mills. Girl, you're about some German food. I like it. My grandpa um, loved German food. So Yeah. And in I what's that? Some nostalgia in there. Yeah. In Iowa they have the Amish community and they have a lot of German food up there. Oh yeah, your Iowa years where you got indoctrinated in the good German food. Mm, That's about (laughs) all that Iowa had to offer. You know what? I'm sure Iowa is great for people listening in Iowa. (laughs) I love Iowa. But we're in Tennessee, and we got our own. We got our own stuff. I'm just, we, I'm jealous, okay? Because <laughs> Iowa's got snow. We don't have any. This is all jealousy. Yeah, we get raggedy old snow. Raggedy. We didn't even get our one snow day this year. No, we didn't. Boo. Well, Jen, I would like to thank you for coming again on the podcast and talking about type 1 diabetes and really like your experience i think that is so as moms there's so many things that i feel like we're on high alert and watching for and i never in my life would have thought type one 
this could be like his right. blood sugars. Like my three kids have never, when they got sick, I never, it never crossed my mind to to look for that, to think about that. Mm-hmm. But it, it when it when it hits, it's like it's life or death. You gotta. I mean, I I think about like if that had gone on much longer. Like we were uh, about an hour away from him slipping to in, into a coma, oh, man. and then probably gone. Yeah. So we almost lost our baby boy. Yeah. And things that you just like don't even cross your mind as a parent, but mm-hmm. like you can't live in that space either, where like everything could go possibly wrong with my kid. But what it does, and having people who are trained to like really know and see and go, okay, now you now go to the hospital now. Yeah. Um, don't mess around. Don't and don't stop. You know, we had another pediatrician lined up for uh, Duncan. And then when he was born, Dr. Bales and Dr. McCundin were the two, you know, on staff there. Right. And I fell in love with them. And I swear on everything holy that had we gone to, with our original pediatrician, Duncan would have died. Yeah, they wouldn't have caught it, or no. they wouldn't have seen it, or no, he was old school. Um, they didn't have weekend hours, you yeah, know, things like that. It yeah. just everything worked out. It was what it's supposed to be. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm being serious now. I know, but You're if so I funny. if I don't giggle, then I get emotional. So. It's okay. You can get emotional too, <laughs> girl. If you don't cry on a podcast, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> I don't know why. Why my like country comes out when I, I talk know. on the podcast. Man, I, I can't help it. I'm from East Texas, and it just kind of, kind of oozes out sometimes. <laughs> even though I live in Tennessee now. Um, thanks so. Thanks again, Jen, for thank coming you. on the podcast. And um, once again, uh, thank you all for listening. And um, we'll see you soon. And I, I mean, I keep promising next week, but man, I had like a week where everybody got stripped, so it might not happen. But I love y'all, and thanks for listening. And um, hopefully uh, we'll see you soon, or we'll speak soon. And um, once again, I see what you're doing, and you're out there, and you're struggling, and you're in it, and it's beautiful. And I see you. And um, email me, and I'd love to chat with you. Uh, If you have a topic that you want to talk about, if you want to come on the podcast if you're in Nashville um, or maybe we could work it out even to be on the phone Uh, if you have something you'd love to talk about I'd love to talk with you so um, catch me on the playground or catch me outside (laughs) catch me catch me in just catch me in the neighborhood or give me a shout if you have my phone number or email me that's on the website (laughs) and um, once again um, I see you mama have a great day